Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So the best way to stay up to date on all things regarding the Lightning as well as the NHL as a whole now that we're getting towards playoffs Download the Odyssey app, hit the auto download button after you search Pucks and Bolts, and all brand new episodes will be sitting there waiting for you. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and it's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Of course, we like to get things going with the breakout, and we've got a little bit more of a lengthier breakout, but it's all positive news, which is great. One of the last episodes, the last two episodes here on Pucks and Bolts, we opened up with a quote from the captain, Steven Stamkos, saying we're running out of time. This was also in correlation to the Bulls coming off of four straight losses, needing to clench a playoff spot. And I am so excited to finally say that most of those phrases, all of that conversation seems to be in the rearview mirror. The Bulls have officially clinched their ninth playoff appearance in the last 10 seasons. Something else to keep in mind is that in those 10 seasons, it's been coach John Cooper, the longest tenured NHL coach, who has been the captain as well as captain Steven Samkos of this ship, of this team, of these rosters that have come through the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they clinched with a beautiful 5-0 win over the New York Islanders. If anybody would have had this discussion a week prior to the game versus the Islanders, there was a lot of concern in play. Can they keep up? Sorokin's crushing it in between the pipes. Their defense is starting to, to step up, as well as the Bolts' defense kind of falling apart. They played a complete game of hockey. They played so well in front of Vasilevsky, helping Vasi not pull off only one shutout this week, but his second shutout of the week. Andre Vasilevsky closes out this previous week on NHL's top three stars list because he had 99 saves, two shutouts over three games. So a big congratulations to the big cat between the pipes and the performances that he has been stacking on leading towards playoffs. Now with this playoff clinch, with all of this uh, not so positive conversation slightly behind us, at least further behind us than it was a week ago, we can also talk about the fact that the Bolts will be facing off with the Maple Leaves. This is something we all kind of knew uh, that for the most part had this piece together since All-Star Weekend. And the bigger question is, 
who will get home ice advantage. It was a shoe in for the Maple Leafs a couple days ago, but uh, after the Maple Leafs fell short the other night, now the conversation is back in play. The Bolts have a chance to start playoffs on home ice. It's going to take a couple losses for the Toronto Maple Leafs and a couple wins for the Bolts, and the Bolts get ready to take on the Rangers and the Islanders again, as well as the Ottawa Senators, who have been on a tear to stay in that playoff hunt. So a lot of interesting games coming down the pipeline, but the bottom line is we will see the Lightning take on the Maple Leafs yet again in round one of the Eastern Conference playoffs for that Stanley Cup. Now, in the midst of all of this good news, the Bolts clinch playoffs. The Big Cat has big performances. You got Alex Kalorn with 800 games, 800 NHL games. And just to think that he's done this with Coach Cooper. He played for Coach Cooper in the AHL. Now he's doing it in the NHL. And Coach Cooper said there's not enough memories to have with a guy like Alex Kalorn. And Kalorn said the same thing with Coach Cooper. There's just a variation of memories, all significant in their own way, of course. So congratulations again to Alex Kalorn in 800 games. Uh, another big congratulations goes to Tanner Janot picking up his sixth goal of the season, but his first as a Tampa Bay Lightning. And the reason why this is such a big congratulatory conversation is because there was so much pressure on Janot's back after that trade after that signing because of everything the Lightning gave away to bring him into this organization and put him on this roster. And, of course, you want to see results right away. You want to see things chime immediately. You want to see this guy that we talked about being a 24-goal scorer last season turn things up immediately, but that wasn't the case. Now, did he make an impact initially? I would like to say so because he got on the board early with assists, so you saw that he was capable of helping his line mates. You saw his physicality out the gate, but it was the confidence in just going for those goals and starting to let those pucks land, and they're starting to land for him. Also because the brilliant Coach Cooper that he is when he throws the lines in the blender and finds that perfect spark. He takes a flicker and makes it into a spark, and before you know it, it turns into a fabulous fire, and that's what's starting to happen with these new guys on the roster as well as the veteran presence that is so key for this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Another congratulatory goes out to Darren Radish. Yeah, the guy who was killing it in the AHL and playing for the Syracuse Crunch just, I don't know, a month ago. Syracuse guy, excuse me. Picks up his first two NHL points this weekend versus the New York Islanders. A direct assist on Steven Stamkos' goal closing out the game. And then earlier in the game, picks up that third assist. So hats off to him because now he's starting to get into his rhythm. He's starting to translate all of that success from the AHL into the NHL. And he's doing it so cool, so calm, and so collected. And then last but not least in the breakout, we did see Mikhail Sergachev get tangled up in the end of that New York Islanders game. Didn't look too hot in the moment, but of course, leave it to Bolts fans and their social media stalking skills. They saw Sergi out this weekend with his lovely wife, Liz, um, who is pregnant, and he looked to be standing fine. He looked to be moving about just fine, but that doesn't always exactly explain the depth of an injury or if there's significant inflammation that's going to cause them to maybe stay off skates. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev was in practice today, which started at 1030. Everybody said that he was moving well just fine, uh, no limitations, and better yet, he was on that first power play unit getting back to work. So it's great to see a guy like Mikhail Sergachev healthy and fine. Overall, it's great to see this Bolts team feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling fine all at the right time. Leading us perfectly into takeaways. One week ago, we were discussing 
three other significant things we were seeing in the Bolts game or that needed to change in order for the Bolts to find success while closing out this 2023 regular season. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. On the takeaway list on this Pucks and Bolts episode, it's going to be the fact that the defense has stepped up. And it's not just the deep pairings. It's not how they're playing in front of Vasilevsky. It's the fact that this defense has only allowed one goal in the last three games. And does a large part of that come because of the guy between the pipes? Absolutely. But in other sense, it's the fact that this team is starting to change their game. Uh, their endurance has stepped up to where guys, all guys, are playing a significant level of defense to help keep the pucks on their stick to make sure that they're tilting the ice in their favor now as much as that sounds like um typical hockey jargon when talking to pat maroon who had a two-goal game versus the capitals on thursday night he said that everyone is starting to get that defensive element to their game it's not just about the hits it's not just about the physicality it's about playing actual defense working guys along the boards getting the puck back on your stick and then getting things set up to get the play in motion for offense well, makes sense to me because that's what we're starting to see. More importantly, what we're seeing after Pat Maroon mentioned the fact that defense is becoming a stronger element to this team's game, we're seeing their puck management in the D zone. They're playing hard in their own zone, according to Pat Maroon. But more importantly, they're not just throwing the puck away or pushing the puck out. They're making these perfected passing sequences to move from their D zone into the O zone, making sure that they can create an opportunity, not just for Steven Stamkos, but for other guys to get involved in the action. So they're cleaning up rebounds. They're communicating better. You're not seeing much miscommunication back there when it comes to the Bolts uh, stepping up their game defensively. And then, yes, it does come down to the new spark coming along in these deep pairings. We've seen Coach Cooper keep Victor Hedman with Nick Perbix, um, Mikhail Sergachev with Darren Radish, and then, of course, Chernak and Ian Cole. And it's because of how well they're starting to learn to communicate with one another and lean off one another. Also, something to point out is that when Nick Perbix first got called up to the NHL, he was working with Mikhail Sergachev and had an outstanding praise for him and his ability to learn from a guy like that. Now you've got two veterans, you've got two defensemen that can teach any guy uh, how to play and, and use their skill set in this system. And Mikhail Sergachev has become that guy. So it's not just Victor Hedman who has to get rotated in with new guys, newcomers, or people that need to take time to learn the plays in the system. Mikhail Sergachev can now be relied on in that role. And Coach Cooper said it himself after Saturday's game. He's just becoming one of the most tremendous defensemen in the league. And I stand by that. If you look at Mikhail Sergachev's stats, time on ice, just what he's doing for this team, it's tremendous. And it's also going to help alleviate a guy like Victor Hedman 
to play in his style. It's alleviating other defensemen like Eric Turnock to change his style of play. So defense as a whole is changing. They're coming together. They're playing stronger. They're communicating better, and they're managing that puck oh so well. Takeaway number two. This might be the most important one, at least in my book. There's no panic in this room. And that quote comes directly from Tanner Juneau, who we spoke with on Saturday after he picked up his first goal as a Tampa Bay Lightning member. And it came in correlation to asking about the veterans in this room. But more importantly, because of the veteran presence, it translates across the board to help keep these guys calm, composed, and level-headed. Whenever we talk about a guy having a great game with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, We often talk about his composure. We often talk about his hockey IQ, his smarts, his ability to stay calm and composed in the moment and execute on the play. I think that composure and no panic is a huge asset to this specific roster. Um, I was talking with a couple guys earlier today on the Pat and Aaron show, and we were discussing kind of what some of the differences are between the Tampa Bay Lightning team and other teams, as well as their upcoming playoff opponent, the Toronto Maple Leafs. To me, it's that calm, that composure, that no panic. It shows maturity. That's often where your veterans come into huge play and their leadership styles. And I think that this is one of the best locker rooms to execute and just be consistent with that no panic, level-headed. And um, I got a chance to ask Alex Horn about it on Saturday. Is this part of the Lightning's identity? The no panic, the turning things up at the right time. It's something that's almost uncommunicated and just known in this locker room. And Alex Horn said, yeah. He believes so. They know when to, you know, they know not to let their foot off the gas at these moments. They know to dial things up at the right time, but they also know to just never let games get to them, to put things behind them, to turn the page and to always, always, always stay level-headed and even kill. And that's always been the motto of this locker room since I've covered the team for four years now, and I'm sure before then. And last but not least, third takeaway from the past week is other guys getting involved, especially those bottom six. They can serve different looks, even with these line changes. Regardless of who these bottom six guys are, you kind of have a consistency of who you know is going to be on those last two lines, third and the fourth. But you're having them get on the scoreboard now, and it's significant. It's key for this team because when Coach Cooper does throw the lines in the blender and serves different looks to different teams to kind of throw them on their heels a little bit, you can count on these guys to execute. Execute was the biggest Biggest issue probably the last month for this team. It was the consistent theme of where they needed to kind of get over the hump. And now that you're getting all lines involved, including that bottom six, execution is going to come a little easier. So you got Pat Maroon with the two goal game versus the Capitals. And something else that makes this so important is because of how it radiates to the bench, what it does for these guys, or maybe the confidence that it might spark in a Tanner Juno, a Mikey Acemont or newer guys who are trying to get acclimated on this team or just ready to find their own, you know, their rhythm and start getting pucks on net for themselves. So when other guys start getting involved, I think it kind of translates a motivation throughout everyone. So you got Pat getting on the board the other day. You got Bellamar, who's been racking up in the assist column, and his game has started to step up. I'm not sure if it was newcomer Mike Yacy want the little fire underneath him or maybe because he's had a chance to kind of redirect his focus this season we know that he's had some tremendous personal things that he's been working through but now you're seeing him get in the assist column now you're kind of see him more involved in the game and a key piece at that because he had an amazing pass a crucial pass to Tanner Janot to assist in his first goal as a Tampa Bay Lightning member even aside from that it's the fact of how much the defensemen are starting to get involved now too and with ease and confidence 
Kaylee and I used to talk here on Pucks and Bolts about how um, how impossible it is to play against this team when their offensive defensemen get involved. We've seen it in key moments in playoffs as well as the Stanley Cup finals. Guys like Luke Shin stepping up out of nowhere and getting goals in for this team. Jan Ruda getting goals in for this team. Victor Hedman doing what Victor Hedman does. Um, so when you can count on your defenseman to step up to play forward, but also get back and protect Vasilevsky, it's going to make you that much more dangerous. So Mikhail Sergachev getting on the scoreboard and continuing his point streak, he sits at nine goals on the season, 50 assists and 59 points. Then you've got Darren Radish picking up his two NHL points on Saturday, and I think he's just getting started. Alex Kalorn also spoke on his performance and the fact that he has been working so hard he's been in the right spot at the right time he's created the right chances it all just needed to land and oh he hasn't picked up his first goal getting in the assist column is just as important especially as a defenseman then you got nick perbix who we've seen great things out of all season long we've raved about him on numerous episodes here at pucks and bolts uh his shots on goal tally his ability to get the pucks uh to his line or not his line mates but get the pucks up and help get in on offensive plays and kind of jump on plays. Him and Darren Radish both do very well at jumping in on plays and helping pick up rebounds and clean things up. And then you've got Victor Hedman, who has started to get on the tally himself. The only One of the only guys to score against the Boston Bruins in back-to-back -back times that they have seen each other before the All-Star break, and then this recent 2-1 loss about a week and a half ago. So Having other guys get involved helps this team so much. Having the ability to count on all of these guys and their individual skill set, regardless of what line they're on, is going to make this team that much more dangerous. And of course, whenever Cooper throws them in the blender, you never know what to expect except for look out for that spark and that spark turning into a fire. That top line has changed. I know we all love the Hagel point and Kucherov line, but now with Stammer up there, we're just seeing something different. Obviously, these three guys have played together for so long, so there's so much that they can do with one another that maybe Brandon Hagel hasn't gotten to yet. Not speaking against that at all. Just a couple weeks ago, we would have never expected to see that line change. That was almost the foundation that we've talked about here at Pucks and Bolts that you could always rely on. Now you got Hagel playing with Nick Paul and Ross Colton, which I love because Hagel, as well as Nick Paul, just bring the physicality out of the guys that they work with. Uh, we know that Hagel is great with his forechecking and creating turnovers. You've got Nick Paul, who's a solid two-way player, and then Ross Colton, who's been heating up so much in the past, well, I would say this entire 2023 portion of the season. Uh, you got Maroon playing with Sorelli, which is so crucial because Pat Maroon was just saying how much he changes his game. Uh, Alex or Anthony Sorelli has a way to just – be infectious and encourage people to be physical as well as offensively sound. And so these lines that are now starting to come together, we've seen consistency in Coach Cooper keeping them together over the last week after that big performance versus the Hurricanes and uh, Vassie's first shutout of the week. So I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see these lines uh, gel and build and grow together. Coach Cooper did keep them all together for practice this morning. So at this point, I would say heading towards playoffs and getting in those tough ice fights, that this is probably the lines that we will be looking forward to seeing through here on out. And then before we talk about the road trip ahead, let's get into some cherry pickers really quick. Mikhail Sergachev has to be my top, top, top cherry picker, not only because he's been getting on the scoreboard, but if you look at this guy's time on ice, if you look at everything that he's bringing to this roster, you just can't brag about him enough. He's also the only defenseman to join Victor Hedman in having a 50-assist season in this franchise. So 
when we talk about Mikhail Sergachev or the fact that he's had some silent games this season, we're not paying attention to the fact that his workload has shifted so much Starting with the moment that Victor Hedman went down after that West Coast tour, it was Mikhail Sergeyev that got the tap on the shoulder. And I actually got a chance to talk to him after practice and ask him about that. I'm like, your time on ice has gone up. Around the top power play unit, even when Hedman came back into the lineup, they kept Mikhail Sergeyev on that top power play unit. What does that mean to you as a player and how much this team is starting to trust you? And Sergey told me that that's always something that he works on in his game on, on how this team can trust him to not only be a leader, but to step up and to take on more. He works on his shooting in his off season a lot. He works on his skating a lot and you can see that translate over into his game. He's not afraid to shoot the puck. And honestly, you, you would almost assume that he had more goals this season than just nine, but that 50 assists says a lot. The 59 points says a lot. And he's just getting going. He's a player that you can count on. He's becoming a new leader on this team. And not only does his play say that, but the fact that Coach Cooper likes to stick him with the newbies and the new guys are learning so much for him and crediting him for so much says almost everything you need to know. And then, of course, you got to give some love to Tanner Janot because I think that, uh, as I mentioned, the pressure that comes in with you being the guy traded for so many picks and um, the – the question marks that revolved around what Julian Brisbane did there, you're probably going to take a minute to find your rhythm. You're probably going to take a minute to find your own identity within this system. And I think that's the only reason that he wasn't exactly loading up on goals right out the gate. He did get in the assist column. His shots on goal looked pretty good. His physicality came out immediately. But I think now that he's finally posted that first goal, that we can expect to see a lot more out of Tanner Janol. Obviously, with the regular season winding down and playoffs picking up, we'll look for playoff, you know, not exactly that 24-goal guy, but I think that now that he can breathe a little easier, he knows that this locker room trusts him, he knows that this coaching staff trusts him, and you know that you can trust Breezeball in any decision that he makes because defense is starting to come together, Janot's starting to come together, AC Mont's getting circled in there, everything is piecing together at the right time. So um, Tanner Janot is going to be my last cherry picker over the last week. His relentless effort, we saw it dial up versus the Hurricanes, he led with shots on goal on Saturday and finally landed his first goal as a Bolt. Now, coming up next, few games left in the season. The Bolts have a three-game road trip ahead. Rangers, Islanders, Senators, then they come back home to host the Toronto Maple Leafs and close out the regular season versus the Detroit Red Wings, who have been a pain in their side all season long. Starting with the Rangers, Rangers coming off a 5-2 win over the Capitals. But before that, they lost back-to-back -back games, 2-1 to -one to the Devils, 3-1 to -one to the Sabres. We've seen great things. We've seen the ways that they can be, that, that they're beatable. What it comes down to for this Rangers matchup is the fact that there is a lot of similarities in that charging line, that, that scoring line, those veteran gamers, and then the guys between the pipes. You got Shesterkin, who is obviously one of the top goalies in the league, top three. Uh, it was Hendrik Lundqvist that was asked the other night on TNT, who's the best goalie between Shesterkin and Sorokin? You know what I loved about his answer? Even though he said it was hard, and of course everybody expects him to pick the New York Rangers, Shesterkin, he brought Vasilevsky into the conversation himself. And he said how hard it was to choose between the three of them. So while the only conversation about the top goalies in the league were about Sorokin and Shesterkin, Lundqvist knew that Vasilevsky was going to take things to a whole nother level. And if you know anything about Andre Vasilevsky, if you've watched him between practice games or seen, you know, his interviews and stuff, he's so meticulous. And with, with that kind of level of being meticulous comes 
an edge of competition. So what I feel like I personally saw on Saturday between Vasilevsky and Sorokin was Vasi saying, yeah, you're not going to put us in the same conversation ever again. I mean, Sorokin got pulled and Varlamov had to go in. Shout out to Varlamov. But um, to know that Vasilevsky doesn't ever want to be looked at below someone, you know you're going to see an entire different beast between the pipes, which brings us to this matchup with the Rangers. He's constantly compared to Sorokin, but he has been compared to Shosturkin for the last two years now. And I'm sure Vasilevsky is going to want to make another point tomorrow night in New York in Madison Square Garden. And if this if these new lines can control the kid line, um, Hedo, Kako, Lefrian, well, outside of that, it's Tarasenko and then some of their defensemen that you've got to make sure that you can keep under control. The Rangers have had the Bolts number most of the time this season. Obviously, we opened the season in New York versus the Rangers, and the Rangers took that first win. But at this point, it's all about really seeing can they dial things up at the right time? Can they isolate those key guys over at the New York Rangers? And while they made big moves at the trade deadline, while they got some key key guys on their roster. I still think the Tampa Bay Lightning have a lot of potential. So another big test ahead tomorrow night in New York City at Madison Square Garden. And then after that, another face-off, another dance with the New York Islanders. Two great tests, three great goalies this week, closing out versus the Red Wings next week. We're going to try to get some guests on here to get some playoff perspective. I've got some friends that want to break down what exactly to expect when it comes to for the Maple Leafs facing off with the Tampa Bay Lightning again. How similar will it be to last season, even though both of these rosters look quite different? Is Ryan O'Reilly that much of a difference maker? Is Austin Matthews going to be the guy to carry his team across the line? Luke Shin, who used to be a Bolt, now being a Maple Leaf, what does all of this mean? So going to bring in some other perspective, which I'm very excited about as we get closer to playoffs starting on April 17th. Other than that, guys, once again, as always, thank you for joining me here at Pucks and Bolts, the best way to stay up to date on all Tampa Bay Lightning information and brand new Pucks and Bolts episode is to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto download button and have all those brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you. I'm Casey Hudson, your host here at Pucks and Bolts, and thank you for joining me for another episode. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 